We are in our For The One series. Um, we are continuing on this week. Um, we have just finished this exact same series at Empire, actually. And um, it's been so great to talk about how, um, really it's based off the story of Jesus um, telling the story of um, the 100 sheep and the shepherd, the, the lost sheep. Um, so Jesus tells this story of where um, he had, or a shepherd, a parable, um, had 100 sheep and one of them went missing. And so the shepherd, he leaves the 99 sheep to go looking for and searching for this one sheep that was lost. And then he finds it and he picks up this sheep and he puts it on his shoulders, he carries it home. And then he has a party with his friends and his neighbours because he found this one lost sheep. Now, I mean, if I lost one sheep and I had 99, I'm not going searching for it. Like if it got lost, it got lost. That's just what happens. But that's not who Jesus is. Um, you know, Jesus, He cares about these ones and twos and threes, um, these people in our lives that don't know Him because once we were this person. And so now Jesus, now that we have been found, now that Jesus has found us, He calls us to go searching for these ones. He calls us to partner with Him to go searching. And so we're gonna talk about that a little bit more tonight. Um, but before we get into it, um, I first just want to take a moment to um, give some honour to Pastors Paul and Kate. You know, as a church, we are so, so thankful for you guys. You know, we would rather no one else pa um, pastoring this church. And um, we are so thankful for your sacrifice and how you give and invest into us in this church. And so church, can we take a moment to honour Pastors Paul and Kate? Um, so the For The One series tonight, what I would really love to focus on is, um, you know, I think that there is, you know, each one of us have different strengths and talents and abilities when it comes to what we might call evangelism, which is really just telling people about Jesus. And I think really, um, and lots of, that can look different for everyone, what everyone has different strengths in. But as I was thinking about it, I think that something, a role that all of us can play is that I think that there is such an incredible power and strength when all of us walk into our workplaces, all of us work into, walk into our families, our friendships, into uni, into school, and we walk in with a faith that is strong and solid and steadfast. A faith that is not easily moved, that is not easily shaken, because when we walk into these places with this kind of faith, it just comes out of us. Yeah. It's just part of who we are. It's just a genuine and authentic faith that it just comes out in the way that we speak. It just, when we're telling our colleague about what's going on in our lives, it just comes out of us. And so I think that that is something that we can all have. And um, now, I mean, that's not always easy because living, um, living a life that's fully devoted to Jesus makes us look different. That, and that can be a real challenge in the, with these people that are closest in our lives. And I would love to talk about a couple of things that I guess can help us to continue in this and live this way in our lives. And, um, you know, I'd love to uh, read a scripture that's gonna help us with this. And um, I'd love to read about the story of the woman at the well. Um, you might know it, you might not, but that's okay. We're gonna read it together. So uh, we're gonna read from John chapter four. We're gonna jump through a few different scriptures, but... We'll go from there. So John chapter four, verse six. Now Jacob's well was there and Jesus, he was tired from a long walk and he sat wearily beside the well about noontime, about midday. And soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. 
And Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. And he was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. And the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. But she said to Jesus, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? And Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think that you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? And Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water that I give them will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to come out here in the noon time in the midday to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. And Jesus said, yeah, you're right. You don't have a husband for you've had five husbands and you aren't even married to the woman, to the man that you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. And skipping down to verse 25, the woman said, I, knew, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who's called Christ. When he comes, he'll explain everything to us. And Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples came back and they were shocked to find Jesus talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? And so the people came streaming from the village to see Jesus. And many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, because we have heard him for ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the saviour of the world. Cool, there is so much in that. Um, so Jesus, He and His disciples are travelling from Judea to Galilee and I'd love to um, pop a map up there. Um, so we have Judea down the bottom here. So this is where Jesus and His disciples are and they wanna get up to Galilee at the top there. But we have Samaria in the middle. Now you would think that you would just walk straight through the middle, right? The, the dotted lines are the walking tracks. And but because of some cultural differences, some um, uh, religious differences that the Jews and the Samaritans had, when the Jews walked from Judea to Galilee, they would walk all the way out to Perea on the, on the right-hand side there. They would go up and then back into Galilee in order to skip Samaria altogether. Now, not Jesus. Um, Jesus, some things that I've read say that Jesus knew, just knew that He would find this woman at this well at this time. And so Jesus and His disciples take this trip, trek through Samaria, which no one ever did, just so that Jesus could meet with this woman. Now, 
Jesus, he's at this well, he's tired because he's also human and he needs a drink. And um, Jesus is sitting at this well and he initiates conversation with her. Now, again, this was breaking all kinds of cultural boundaries. And because of this, the woman was astounded by him, where she proclaims that maybe Jesus could be the Messiah that they were all waiting for. And so she runs back into the village where she was an outcast because of her lifestyle, um, where she would normally avoid people. That was why she was at the well in the middle of the day. Um, Now she doesn't care what they say about her because there's now this spark of hope that's on the inside of her that she can't help but telling everyone about. The people of the village end up loving and believing in Jesus and Jesus and his disciples end up staying in Samaria for two days or in the little village within Samaria, uh, which they never planned to do um, because the people just love to hear um, Jesus speak so much. Um, So, you know, so often, and all of this happened because Jesus met with this one woman. This whole village came to know Jesus because Jesus went out of his way to meet with this one woman. You know, so often Jesus spoke to large groups of people, but here Jesus' focus is on this one woman, which in turn has an impact on the whole village. You know, most of us won't speak to large groups of people about Jesus, but we do find ourselves regularly every day sitting across the table from people like this woman, who no matter their lifestyle, are just people that don't know Jesus. How do we have a solid faith when we are having these conversations so that our faith just genuinely and authentically comes out of us? Um, We're gonna talk about two different keys on that tonight. And the first one um, is that we have to know that we have a faith that is worth sharing. Now, I don't know if you've ever entered a Instagram giveaway. I rarely do because I find that there's like 10 different hoops you've got to jump through to to enter, right? It's like, you've got to tag five friends and I'm like, I don't even know if I have five friends. And then you have to share the post and write in 25 words or less your deepest emotional scars and why this product is gonna fix all of your problems. And at nine o'clock in the morning, I don't wanna do that much thinking. And so I don't even bother. But I did enter this one Instagram giveaway and most people in the room know about it because I told so many people about it um, because I was really excited. I won this Instagram giveaway, thank you very much. (laughs) Now, the prize for this giveaway was about $250 worth of work uniforms. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I was so excited about this, which probably... Like I'm 26 years old. And so these kinds of things get me excited these days. Um, And so I was at work and I would be wearing my new scrubs and people would go, oh, you've got new scrubs. And I'm like, yeah, you should know about this Instagram giveaway that I entered. And and like, you should enter too, because I won and I want you to win as well. Um, You know, I was convinced that this thing I had been given was worth sharing. You know, Jesus knew that what he had and who he was, was worth sharing. You know, in in verse nine, it, it says that the woman was surprised for the Jews would refuse to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking for me for a drink? And Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift that God has for you. You know, Jesus knew that what he had was worth sharing. 
Do you believe that Christianity is worth sharing? Like for real? Do you believe that your personal faith in Jesus is worth sharing? Because, you know, our world loves to talk about how much harm Christianity has done to society, which is the biggest lie ever. But sometimes we can adopt this thinking without noticing and it makes us timid. You know, the most beautiful things that we have and we see, our first instinct is often to share them with people, with whoever will listen. Do we think of our faith like this too? You know, I think sometimes what can stop us from sharing our faith and and initiating or entering into these conversations um, is that sometimes this such intangible thing as our faith is so hard to put words to. Um, It's so hard to articulate sometimes. And so I would um, maybe ask us this week, can we do a a little bit of an exercise? Um, If I were to ask you this question, if you could sum up why you are a Christian in one statement, what would you say? Because these are the words that describe your journey with Jesus. These are the words that describe what He has saved you from, how He has transformed you. They are the words that are the truest words about you. They're not theological words that someone else might say, but they are your words to be shared with your friends, your family, people that are closest to you. Because this isn't just about having words prepared, it's about knowing that you have words prepared. That gives us confidence to enter into a conversation, to initiate a conversation. And so I ask you the question, if you could sum up why you are a Christian in one statement, what would you say? You know, the woman that we read about, she had a statement for herself. I'm not sure if you noticed it. We see the same sentence word for word twice in this scripture. So in verse 28, the woman left her water jar beside the well, ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And then down to verse 39, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman said, he told me everything I ever did. You know, there was a lot of things that could have profoundly impacted this woman from her conversation with Jesus. But for some reason, it was this one statement. He told me everything I ever did. Why? Why was it this statement that meant the most to her? I mean, I don't have the answer to that, but I wonder if it was because Jesus was one of the very few people, maybe the only person who knew all of her sin, who knew all of her mistakes, but still engaged with her, still cared for her, still conversed with her, still placed value on her. And I mean, we can all learn from Jesus in that. But as this woman was impacted by Jesus, she was able to put it into words and share it with the people around her. She shared it with her whole village. How can we do the same thing? How would you put it into your words that you might share it with the people around you? This woman ran to her village with her statement, How can you run to your village with yours? 
You know, on the screen behind me, I got a few people to put it in words for themselves. Um, You might resonate with some of these words or you might not, but either way, I'd encourage you to find your own. You might have to write it out 50 times. You might have to turn it over in your head to, to figure it out. But either way, you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you because the Holy Spirit has been on this journey of faith with you right from the beginning. Even before the beginning, the Holy Spirit was with you in this journey of faith. He knows what's important to you in all of this. And so you can ask Him for help. Um, and I mean, the Holy Spirit, He is the, the master wordsmith. He can help you put this together. Um, you know, there was a time where I was able to use a statement that I had put together. Um, you know, I wasn't trying to put these words together. They'd just been rolling around in my head for a few weeks and I didn't really know why. Um, but they really deeply resonated with me. Um, And for me, the story of why I follow Jesus is just simply that my soul found its home. And so I was at Empire one Friday night talking to a teenager about faith and they had lots of questions about about science and suffering and all of those big questions. And, you know, I did my best to answer them because they are important questions. But, you know, ultimately I just said, you know, The real reason why all of this makes sense to me, and he was just trying to make sense of it all. The real reason why all of this makes sense to me is just because my soul with Jesus found its home. You know, we spend our whole lives searching for safety, for peace, and with Jesus, the truest part of me feels at home. And so, Every so often we might find ourselves in this kind of conversation. Um, We might not have all of the answers, but we do clearly know and we can articulate why Jesus is important to us. And knowing that, and knowing that we can articulate that, it gives us confidence to wade into the waters of those conversations. So, we gotta know that our faith is worth sharing. You know, Jesus said to this woman, if you only knew the gift that God has for you, And it really helps if we can put our story with Jesus into words um, and words that are meaningful and significant for us. You know, for the woman, it was, he told me everything that I ever did. And knowing knowing we have these words and knowing we know these words can give us confidence to take the opportunities that come our way. So one, we have to know we have a way, faith worth sharing. And two, we have to be okay to be different. You know, both as Jesus shared himself with this woman, then as this woman shared Jesus with her village, both of them were determined to stand out from the crowd, to be different from their peers, so that what they had to say could be heard. And we see this in verse nine, and the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan woman, why are you asking me for a drink? She couldn't make sense of why Jesus was being so different than everyone else because Jews don't normally travel through Samaria like we talked about. Um, Jesus, He is breaking all of these cultural norms for the sake of a person. You know, Jesus didn't stand out from the crowd for the sake of it. He didn't stand out from the crowd in order to make a fuss. Jesus was different than everyone else for the sake of this woman, for the one. We need to be okay to be different. There is such a power in walking into work, walking into our families, walking into our friendships with a strong, solid, well-foundationed faith. But living that kind of life, living that faith will cause us to look different from the people in our lives. 
Because following Jesus transforms our whole lives, how we spend our money, how we do dating, our relationship with alcohol, how we value and prioritise church, how we speak about people. All the decisions we make around these areas will make us look different than the people closest to us that don't know Jesus. And that can be really hard. But if we wanna make a difference, we have to be different. If we wanna see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, we have to embrace that difference. And what would we have to offer people if our lives were the same as everyone else? You know, Jesus was intriguing to this woman because He was different than any other person that she had ever met. You know, human nature is to fit into the crowd. But the world has nothing to gain by Christians who are just the same as everyone else. And so I think then that there's two levels to this. It's being confident to live a life that's different than our friends and family members and colleagues, but then it's not being afraid to take the opportunities to talk about it. Because living a life of faith builds authenticity. I think people can respect a person who is consistent. And it's that kind of living that will get you an open door to a conversation. But it's then taking these opportunities to have the conversation. You know, Jesus, He could have taken the detour on the trip to meet this woman. He could have sat at the well and then just not said anything. You know, the opportunities for conversation about faith rarely come at the opportune time. They always come in a moment that we're rushed, they, that it's unexpected, we're caught off guard, where it feels like it's just too hard to explain. And so we let the opportunity pass us by sometimes. We all have that. But if we can get into the habit of jumping into the conversation rather than jumping out of it, we might find ourselves with more courage. You know, I think all of us, all of us as we talk about For The One have a next step. You know, I think for me, my next step will be just as I'm at work, talking about faith, like just in a normal part of my conversation. Just as faith is a genuine and real part of me, let it come out in my conversation. When I'm telling people about what's going on in my life, let God be part of that conversation. We all have a next step because it's just who God made us to be. You know, everything that I've said tonight about faith, about telling people about Jesus, I I can't leave without sharing this. Um, Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, it can feel like an insurmountable task to represent Jesus in the places and spaces that we walk into every day. But we don't do it on our own. Actually, it's like, it's useless for us to do it on our own. The Holy Spirit is our helper. That's one of the roles of who He is. And so then we can and we should regularly ask for His help in whichever situation we find ourselves in. He can give us courage and boldness to work together with Him. As Jesus goes looking for the one lost sheep, we go looking with Him. We we go with the Holy Spirit. We ask Him for help. When I'm going to work each day, on the way, I'm going, Holy Spirit, help me to be your witness here in this place today. You know, Jesus says, 
man, this scripture just takes off the pressure. Jesus says in Matthew that he will build his church. Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so we work with Jesus in this mission and his purpose. It was Jesus himself that said that Jesus, he has to go so the Holy Spirit can come. Jesus whipped up the ancient world into a frenzy and yet he said that he has to go so the Holy Spirit can come. You know, we can rely on the Holy Spirit in this. And really it's just in prayer. It's just in asking for the Holy Spirit's help. We are Jesus' witnesses because we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. You know, there is such an incredible power in us showing up to work, showing up to school, showing up to uni, our friendships and our families with a solid faith, one that is strong, one that is immovable, one that is unshakable because then our faith just comes out of us. It is just who we are. It can't be separated from our work person and our faith person. It's just all the same, it's who we are. And so we have to know that our faith is a faith that is worth sharing. That why we, we have to know why we follow Jesus and what He has done in our lives. But living that way can make us different than everyone else. We have to come to terms with that and be okay with that. Because if we wanna make a difference, we have to be different. But we don't do it on our own. We do it with the Holy Spirit. He has made us and purposed us for this. And so as we go, church, let's just let our faith come out of us. Let it just be the words that come out of our mouth. Let it just be who we are. Because then it's genuine, it's authentic. And I think people can respect that. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank You that You're with us in this. Jesus, first You were the one that went looking for the lost sheep. And once we were that lost sheep, but now that we are found, Holy Spirit, we need Your help to work with You to see these lost ones in our lives come home. Jesus, would You help us to have a faith that is unshakable, that is immovable. Holy Spirit, this week as we go home tonight, help us to have the words, help us to put it into words, what this faith means to us. Holy Spirit, would You help us to be different? Because we will always, if we're gonna follow You, we're always gonna be different. Let us embrace that. Let us not fold into everyone else, but let us embrace who You've made us to be, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask for Your help in this. Holy Spirit, we don't underestimate who You are. We don't underestimate Your power. And we are so thankful, Holy Spirit, that we walk every day in step with You. And so we pray and we ask that You would realign our hearts. Would You realign our vision? Would You make us who You want us to be, Lord? We are here and we are Yours. God, would You make us who You want us to be? In Jesus' Name, Amen.